rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, guys, 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 what's going on? <laughs> what a what a day! What a day! What a week! What a what a well, we're going to talk about it. So, thank you for hanging out. This is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. It's kind of fun watching the Republican Party implode. Uh, We always knew that's where it was going. I've predicted it forever. They, They can't govern. They don't want to govern. They are incapable of it. And I actually heard one of these Republicans, and I'll call him a Republican, I guess. I'll I'll have to, I don't know. I'll switch back and forth. Um, He he said what we've been saying, and it's really good to to hear that, that uh, them admit it. Um, And what he said was that Republicans are not a majority party. They are, they need to be a minority party. And we've been saying that for all, forever. You know, they're not meant to be in the majority. They are a minority party that can't govern. They don't want to govern. They'll stand on the sidelines and throw rocks. And that's what they want to do. That is what they are meant for. And we've said it from forever, right? We've talked about how they're incapable of functioning in a free democratic society they have no they have no interest in that as we see and we'll get into it more and we have the receipts they're all over the place no you don't have to be uh me or you guys i think the average joe who isn't paying attention to this can't help but see how unfit these people are they are not a governing party and we've talked about it before. Who needs, why do we need these these parties? Who needs this Republican party? I know that Nancy Pelosi, she loves to say how the American people need a strong Republican party that's done so much good for America. We have so many clips of her, and every time she says it, I want to vomit, and I have to uh, get it annoyed because then I have to call her office again and and ask the machine because no one ever picks up unless you're a billionaire. And I ask the machine, "What? Uh, tell me one thing that they've done. They've done so much good for America. Tell me. I'd like to know. It's I'm not. I'm being serious. What have they done? Because everything they do is." is abhorrent. The Democrats try to make progress and and Republicans throw stones and drag us back. That's what they do. What have they done in my lifetime? Let's leave it to that. The past 50 effing years, what have they done? Right? What have they done? Can somebody tell me? I don't know. I'm asking. I real I would like to be informed about this stuff because we would talk about it and it's not you know um it's not just about democrats and republicans because if they there was no republican party we don't need a republican party what would happen is the we would go back to as the founders wanted it they didn't want 
factions is what they called it, and they 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 advised against forming into factions. But I think that it's just a human thing, and people we just can't help but form into groups, and uh, because it goes back to our evolution, how we needed to survive in a group, uh, and we still have that. We still need to be accepted by the group and um so we would probably form into groups it's just inevitable but uh they what would happen is the republicans would go away as they need to do and the democratic party would break into the conservative wing and the progressive wing and the so-called moderate wing and what is a moderate wing you know what i mean moderate my ass it's just another scam I just, I cannot wait, you know, until we get, get rid of these people. Like, oh my God, they're, it's, they're absolutely horrible. I'm, I'm thinking of right now, uh, Joe Manchin comes to mind, Kristen Cinema. these awful people, but we'll, we'll talk about the house. I just can't stand, um, I just can't stand, uh, those two, but they, they, they were the ones who popped into my mind. So before we keep going, I just want to say thank you all for hanging out. If you're on another platform or somewhere right now, we're on youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster talking in the chat room that's active, hopping and popping. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat right out of the gate. And thank you, Jim and Haiku for doing moderating duties in the in the chat rooms, so they're very nice people. Come on over and say hello. And even if you're a Republican, if you're a Republican, right? We don't need Republicans. We just Republicans. Come on over. I like to know what is it. What is it about this party? What is it not enough? You know, Trump, as we know, is going full fascist. He's. I actually now that I've said that, I've I. Reminded myself, I forgot to grab that clip of him talking about, um, well, you've probably seen it anyway, he, how Trump is talking about how immigrants are poisoning the the blood in America. Is that how he put it? Poisoning. Let me see. Trump. Who's, you know, no one has poisoned this the blood in this country more than Donald Trump. He is a... He's the disease. I mean, he's a symptom of a, of the disease of uh, greed. That's that's league. You know that has been in, uh, allowed to thrive in our body politic because of the Supreme Court and money and politics, and the Supreme Court opening the floodgates to unfettered money funneling it into the into the gaping mouths of these rapacious goddamn greed-centered ghouls who are not representing the people they're they're lining their pockets half the time oh well, I, some of them have good intent this is what i feel i for example i think that people like jo- um jasmine crockett uh, they're in there. They get in there because they're they're not looking to uh, make, you know, their fortunes. They're in there. They're probably because they're sick of they were sick of sitting on the sidelines and they they want to get in and try to make a difference. 
And you could tell by her, her resume what she did prior to uh, coming into Congress. And, and I would say, you know, other there were other representatives, especially this freshman class like Matthew, um, not, not Matthew, Maxwell Frost, who is the first, well, he's the youngest representative that we've had, I believe, in history. And am I, yeah, I can't, no. Or is it in the, in the house now? Let's see. Let me see. Let me ask the machine. Is, I need to do this with a microphone, you know, do it audio only. It's hard to type and talk. Is Matthew... Maxwell. Why do I keep saying Matthew? Maxwell Frost, the youngest rep in history? Hmm. Do-do-do-do. Maxwell Frost is the youngest member of Congress, having been elected at the age of 25. He's a member of Gen Z, blah, blah, blah. However, he is not the youngest member of Congress in history. That record belongs to William C.C. Claiborne, who may have been 22 when he was elected to the House in 1797. While the Constitution mandates that the House members be at least 25 years old, the House chose to seat Mr. Claiborne anyway. There must be an interesting story behind that. And isn't that a shame how... It's, um, you know, that history, we don't know that history. I mean, I don't know it, I should say. Maybe you know it. Maybe we should learn it together. Not right now, though. So, yeah, if you can become a patron, please do at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and uh, check out APS Radio News, our one of our sponsors, one of our one of our only sponsors, our only sponsor really, except for the patrons and the super chatters. Thank you, Charlie, for your donation to Boudica. Charlie's a very amazing guy. He runs APS Radio News. This this little show is part of his rep, his uh, repertoire his roster, I should say. And I have to say I'm pretty pretty proud to be on his on his roster. And he also not only does he help this show keep going and growing, he 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 uh, throws in a couple of bucks here and there for the cats, which is a practical uh, thing that even though, you know, I love the cats, but they need they need uh, they need medical care. They need especially the rescues, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Charlie, for everything. And yeah, so check it out, um, APS Radio News. And if you go over there and happen to run into Charlie, tell him Tara sent you. All right, guys. And yeah, so I mean, today I'm sorry I'm late. I have to say because you, you guys, I'll, I'll fill you in on the Boo Boo saga. Boo Boo, our rescue cat, the latest who was, well, he was a, um, not a, he was a surprise, so to speak. It wasn't a planned. It's not like we went out to trap him. I was informed that there was a starving cat. And I talked about this. He, you know, these, the, the guys called me. 
these guys I know from, they work in a cemetery and in Calvary where, where I ride my bike and whatnot. And they said somebody or whatever, this, this starving cat showed up and he looked like a skeleton with a fur coat on him. He's really in bad shape. And yeah, you know, I, they're like Cole Tara, yeah, but I have to, yeah, they're nice guys. I appreciate them calling me because I went and got him. But any one of them could have took, t- could have taken him home, you know. They have a bathroom too. They could have done it. They could have rescued him, put him in their bathroom, take him to the vet. But it's okay. I'm just saying it so maybe people can open their minds. You never know. You might run into a an animal in trouble and think, "What do I do?" You know, you can do something. Even if you don't think you can, it's all. And the other thing is, it's annoying. Well, not it's not annoying. It's very fulfilling. But I mean that if it gets in the way of life, so to speak, for if like you know it is right now, boo boo is um, it takes time. I well, and as Terry asks on the chat, how is he doing? He's doing good. He's doing well. Not good. He's good. He's a good boy who's doing well. And he got his blood work. It it came back normal. So he's out of the woods because he was severely anemic, and which is, is what the vet said, a sign of his organs possibly shutting down or something even more serious too. I mean, well, how, how bad... That's pretty damn serious. Your organs shutting down. So he was he was in bad shape. He has his teeth, his canine teeth are they're gone. They're halved. You know, he doesn't he has like our teeth now. Because he was chewing on rocks. He, that's how hungry he was. So he's traumatized from starvation. And every time I, well, I speculate when he feels the pangs of hunger. He kind of loses his mind because he's a good boy. And then all of a sudden, throughout the day, like in the afternoon, he'll he'll uh, go nuts and knock over the garbage can or tr- trying to get food. And so he's traumatized. And I always when I when I see how these these creatures are affected by their childhood, I think you know we're all affected by our childhood. You know I am. That's why, look, that's why I live alone with four cats. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got f- fucked up as a, u- well, you know, I had a, I, I go to therapy. Let's put it that way. All right. I don't want to get into it now. So how else is he? he? He was fixed today and he's, um, he's kind of a, he's, he's high. So he's really annoying at the moment. He will not sit still uh, he's right right now he's in a carrier because i let him out in the bathroom he's generally he's a he's roaming throughout the house but not today because he's he's got he's high he's falling over i'm sure it's wearing off but he's still acting nutty i fed him and everything he's but he kept taking off the cone whatever and i'm leaving it off because i can't keep it on him so he's not licking himself, thankfully, but he's uh, he's very annoying. He's loaded. He's like an annoying drunk. 
You know, you ever hang out with, see, I don't drink because I'm in recovery. But every now and then, I'll go to a party or something and you'll be talking with a friend or something. And you see, after a while, that's when I, that's when I say my goodbyes because everyone's, well, not everyone, but yeah, you see, it starts getting like, I don't want to talk to a bunch of drunks. It's boring. So that's how he is. He's annoying and he's, I had to put him in the carrier because he kept falling kept trying to jump and fall and that's it and next week he will have his canines removed because the vet said that he they're probably painful because his his uh his in the, you know the and that I don't know what you call it inside the tooth is, is showing so it must be painful so there you go that's the cat report let's get back to work and what we're here to do. See, that's what we would do if we weren't living in the last days of the American Republic. We would talk about cats. We would talk about regular things. Yes, the stress. Thank you, Haiku. It's very stressful. It's annoying. You know, I'm kind of tired, and I and tonight I was, because I promised to do the show. Last night I couldn't do the show because I had to get up at 5, five in the morning for, for boo-boo because I had to take him to out to Long Island to get fixed. And, you know, because it's, it's cheaper. They give you a discount as a rescuer. But it's still money out of your pocket. But whatever. It's not $500. If I took him to my own vet, that's what he charged me for everything. Like 500 bucks. That's not, that's a lot. For getting a ball removal. So I went out. I went out to Long Island, but I had to get. I had to get there by seven o'clock. So I'm tired. I'm tired. Tired of being admired, as Madeline Kahn said, or Kane was that her? You know, from Blazing Saddles. Tired of being admired. Tired of playing the game. I'm not a rabbit. I need my rest. <laughs> all right so let's get to work we have so much to talk about so uh republicans where do we where do we begin are un- well republicans are unfit to lead a drunken conga line much less a modern nation that is the truth and i'm sure you probably saw it kevin mccarthy has been ousted and you know it's all over the media the what this is what gets on my nerves and that's why i named the show the party of personal responsibility blames dems for the gop clown show but they that's how that's the way it is they blame everyone I, but themselves that's your party of personal responsibility and if you if you've seen the the way that they are behaving, they have nothing to offer. I don't know who who's stupid enough, who hates themselves enough to vote for these people. How much do you hate your community to send these clowns to represent you in the halls of power? Right? How much must you hate your community? And what gets on my nerves is that... 
yeah, Putin is is uh, is pleased. He's happy about this. Of course, what is the the disgrace of the Republican Party? There's a lot of of these fascists who are simply Putin puppets, and they're they are uh, doing Putin's bidding. We we have played clips of them before. They make regular appearances on Russian state TV, and. It's a well-known fact, and it's in the media too, in the in the legitimate press or whatever, uh, that Putin is doing what he's what he's done, what he's been doing. He's interfering in American elections, sowing discord, pouring lies and filth into the the public, uh, you know, discussions into social media, and of course, Elon Musk who is a petty little dictator himself who hates America and is, uh, you know, uh, he's a damn, he's like a damn Bond supervillain who needs to be stopped. But what do I know? I'm just Tara Buster on Tara Devlin. (laughs) I just have my dinky podcast, so no one listens to me. And he really does need to be stopped, you know, legally and peacefully. He needs to be, I mean, this is, he is the poster child of why you tax the rich. Why, why we have an estate tax, why there's, why we are, um, we have progressive taxation, why there should be a wealth tax. And it used to be the, the American people understood in the first Gilded Age that, the the um, estate tax and the they had a you know, um, wealth tax so to speak after a ninety two percent top marginal tax rate after a certain amount of money then you would be taxed if you uh, at that rate at ninety two percent not that you wouldn't still be filthy rich but you couldn't be so rich that your 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 wealth could and you and your wealth you can accumulate so much wealth that you would be able to challenge the government itself and that's that's what we're up against i mean and that is the and and people used to understand they uh, that and of course the reason we don't understand this anymore it's because of corporate media um and the telecommunications act but but they used to understand that the top, the having a high top marginal tax rate is patriotic. It is for the the good of the people, the general welfare, the the greatness of America. It is to uh, you know do have have a modern society that works for all, and the um, the country was founded as an antidote to intergenerational aristocracy. So, and monarchy. Not And we, we didn't fight a revolution against a king and an aristocracy just to recreate it here, but the Republicans are doing it. That's what they're doing it. The, that's what they're doing because they can't govern. They hate governing. And we, we see what they're, what they're doing in this majority is, a, is nothing but a clown show. So ousting Kevin McCarthy, who is a weak, we, he's the weaker speaker. He's, a, he's pathetic. 
And he gave these freaks the rope uh, with which they hung him. Uh, but guess what? I know you're not surprised. You're way ahead of me. He's He blamed Democrats. He, that's who they are. And they're all blaming Democrats because the Democrats decided to all vote yes as well. So, but that's not the Democrats' rule. They didn't make that rule that one freak, one uh, one right-wing freak can can file a motion to vacate the chair. That was Kevin McCarthy. He gave them that, and they fully intended to use it. And what what did they use it? Because why did they use it? Because Kevin McCarthy kept the government open. You see, Republicans, these you know, Matt Getz, Marjorie Trader Green, Republicans, they hate America. They want to close it down. They're not happy unless Americans are needlessly suffering and dying and struggling. They like Americans struggling. You see, they hate their fellow Americans. And I wish, I, I'm not just saying this, okay? Guys, you know that. I wish I was wrong. They hate this country. That's why, why, why do you think they have to walk around with uh, assault weapons, you know, uh, I, I remember that picture of Lauren Boebert with the all the guns behind her as she's on a conference call with other representatives. I mean, they're they're clowns. What are you doing with an arsenal like that? Unless you hate your fellow Americans, because what do you think? Who 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 are you using that against? Oh, I like. Uh, shooting it off. Go to a range. You want to go boom, 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 boom. Because you got nothing better to do? Get a hobby. Get a real hobby. Filth. That's who they are. Well, let me see. Lauren but Gun Wall. Would that bring this up? It's not. Yes. Uh, on Zoom. She had all these guns behind her. And all haphazardly, it's like guns akimbo behind her. Look at this shit. Look at this. Look at these fucking people. Look at this person. Look at her. Legally and peacefully, look at her. <laughs> I'm ordering you. Wait, hold on. Look at that face and that stupid fucking that display. It's like gun, gun here, gun there, everything, everywhere. And this gun, there's a gun just laying down on top of a bunch of books, as if she read the books. What? What? I can't read the title. Looks like a couple of books of this. This has like two books of everything. Two of the same book here, two of the same book there. Well, I don't know what she's doing with books. She barely passed her GED. Hopefully, maybe she's brushing up on her civics. Because look at me. Bing, bing. I'm a representative. Pew, pew. Pew. Oh, the other thing. Just just an aside, because this is a terror buster. You know how we do. Um... 
Lauren Boebert, when she went to the Beetlejuice show, she said that it was her first date with that guy. And we know that's a lie. because Either way, it doesn't look good. Okay? Either way. If it was her first date or her however many dates. Apparently, she was dating that guy for 18 months. Sources say... It it wasn't more. It wasn't uh, her first date with him. So be, the reason she said it was her first date was because th- he, she was jerking him off in the theater and he was rubbing her tits. Okay, I know this is a family show, but I should have given a warning. I that's not. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. Rewind that and just cut it out. And that, if that's your first date, you know, you see what I'm saying? This is, these people are clowns. They are disgusting. They're horrible. She doesn't know how to behave. And she's, she acts like, what, a teenager who, like, with, uh, in heat or something. I don't know. It's a disgrace. A grown-ass woman with four kids going to the theater and... And there's a guy sitting right next to her, too, you know, on her other side. Like, they want to see that? It's not like Beetlejuice is some uh, sexy performance and everyone's feeling frisky in the audience. It's it's a goddamn child's story. It's a stupid, uh, funny story that you could you're supposed to be able to bring your kids to. And... She's there rubbing his crotch. He's rubbing her boobs. If that's your first date, you see, like, and that is emblematic of who they are. They're absolute hypocrites. They are bottomless hypocrites. It never stops. They're, they have no decency. But they want to inflict their manias on all of us when they don't. They need to get help. They just need to get help. Right. <laughs> it was her first date that paid more than $20. Yeah, maybe, Jim, on the chat. But, I mean, if that's your first date, that's how you behave with a first date. You you basically, you know, give him a hand job in the theater while he's squeezing your boobs. And there's a pregnant woman behind you saying, please stop vaping, please stop taking pictures. You know what I mean? This is, I don't want to go back in time too much because we have more to do, more to talk about than that. But it just goes to show you that's who they are. And it, it's emblematic because she's, she lies. Either, either lie makes her look bad. She's either, you know, I mean, you, you, have, you have four sons and... They're going on the internet. They saw that. You better believe they saw their mother rubbing some some dude who isn't her their father's crotch in a theater while he was grabbing her boobs. Right? Of course they did. They they, they these kids are not supervised. They are they run they run rampant through the neighborhood 
They act like they endanger the entire neighborhood riding their ATVs through the neighborhood as if they own the goddamn place and and have, you know, because they are Lauren banned from the bowling alley, Bulberts. Um, children who are, who are out of control. Their fathers are drunk in the middle of the day. That's the other thing. Apparently he came over. To, I know it's. I don't want to go back in time, but when uh, that happened, when the the neighbors called nine one one, he was drunk when he started vandalizing their mailboxes. Instead of disciplining his kid and saying, "I am sorry, my my child is such a horrible, disgusting spawn, a right wing spawn of Satan." who is a, as big a hypocrite and out of control as the rest of the Republican Party. So I'm very sorry. You don't, but other, you don't go and get a baseball bat and start beating up the, somebody's, your neighbor's mailbox. But that's what he did while they're on the phone with 911. After the kid said, he said, told the kid to slow down and uh, Lauren Boebert's well well, well-raised son said, "F you," but said the word. See, I'm trying to be good. All right, let's. Let, so, what was I saying? So, Republicans are blaming the. Um, they're blaming Democrats. Here, let's play this. Uh, this is Fox and Friends blaming. They're they're blaming Nancy Pelosi. They're echoing Kevin McCarthy. The 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 weakest speaker in American history. Let me see. Where is my ECAM? Here we go. Post him, you needed just a one-point vote margin. He agreed to that, and that was the way it was traditionally done until Nancy Pelosi spread it out a little bit. And one day, Ken McCarthy, in his hours-long press conference, where it was unbelievably informative and interesting uh, and candid. That's... That's who is that? Uh, Deuce, not Ducey. Who's that? What's his name again? Oh God, he's. I just, that's the problem. I try to forget these people as easily as because you have to, um, unless uh, otherwise they haunt your nightmares. Let's see, the cast of the five is. Uh, Dana Perino, Greg Gutfield, Jesse Waters. Is this the five? I thought it was the five. Well, you know, whatever. Who cares? But he's he's a dumbass. He's like, it's incredibly informative because during the press conference, Kevin McCarthy talked about Hitler and how Hitler, I, as far as I, I didn't watch the whole thing because I was too busy trying to uh, get a drunken cat to to uh, to slow down. And um, so he was saying that uh, that Hit, you know he's giving a history lesson about how Hitler and Putin are similar in invading countries and um, hoping that we do nothing about it. And yeah, uh, good. I guess. The, the cast of the five needed a history lesson because the, what do they know about history? They don't know anything about reality. It was very informative. Was it? Um, now uh, it's like Trump. You know, uh, not a lot of people don't know Lincoln was a Republican. 
A lot of people don't know that. No, honey, you didn't know that. You did it. Because you're dumb. You're dumb and all you care about is opening that, that gaping hole in your face that looks like a cat's ass, as Robin Kincaid says, and pouring and, and hoping that, that, that we all pour money and, and, and uh, females to sexually assault and narcissistic supply. Just a bottomless pit that needs narcissistic supply. Ugh. He was asked, you know, why'd you agree to this? And he said he talked about this interaction he had with Nancy Pelosi and why he felt better about agreeing to it. Listen. It was in this room. Oh, poor baby. After we had won the majority, I had became speaker less. And sure. Nancy Pelosi came to me. She was speaker at the time on the way out. I told her I was having issues with sure. getting enough votes. Sure. She said, what's the problem? I said, they want this one, one person can really out. She was the only speaker to have changed that rule. I had the power to call the vote on her, but I never would. Oh, I lost yeah, some votes sure. because of it. Um, and she said, just give it to him. I'll always back you up. I made the same offer to Boehner and same thing to uh, Paul, because I believe in the institution. I think today, was a political decision by the Democrats. And I think, I think the things they have done in the past hurt the institution. And so. while he said that yesterday, uh, that pretty interesting, right? Nancy Very Pelosi had his back. Nancy Pelosi was out of the house yesterday because she was in California for uh, the funeral of uh, the senator who just died out there. Oh, and who, so, who would that be? The senator who just died. Does she have a name, Ducey? Oh, the senator who just died because he couldn't remember her name. That's what I found interesting as well. They're so well informed. Well, the two they don't need to be. They're on the phone or whatever. They they get their orders from Trump. They just rinse repeat. They get their orders and, and it doesn't matter that not that they have to be informed because they just make shit up. You don't really have to be up on current events if you're a nothing but a propaganda channel. And that's what they are. That, the other thing is I often wonder how much you have to hate yourself to actively consume a channel, a so-called news channel, that had to pay and continue uh, the, the... Not just had to, but is also has to <laughs> pay uh, two billion and counting for lying to its viewers slash victims. So how much do you have to hate yourself? Or is it that you hate your fellow Americans? And that's what it is. They hate their fellow Americans. They don't want to be a part of a multiracial liberal democracy. You, you see, that's why they... they admire Putin. They praise Putin. They like, because they want to turn this country into the, the, a mirror image of Putin's Russia, an oligarchy, a strongman rule where you don't have um, freedom. There's no freedom you know, because they hate freedom. They really do. They're not free. 
unless they that or they don't feel they're free unless they can call someone the n word or or bash somebody or bigotry and they're boundless bottomless bigotries in all forms they can't take it they can't stand this country this is a nation of immigrants it's right in our founding documents one of the first complaints, the charges against King George was that he was limiting immigration to the country. And that was an assault. That was something that they they put down on their uh, charges against King George. So that's one of the, the tyrannies of King George. He wasn't allowing immigrants to come. And, you know, immigrants are the wealth of the nation. They're part of the wealth of the nation. We take from the best all over the world. They want to come here, right? But Republicans, they think that's poisoning the blood because they hate America. And I was watching Rachel Maddow the other day, and she was talking about one of these white supremacists that are they infest the Republican Party. And this white supremacist who used to write for, oh, what was it called? The white supremacist, oh, V-Dare, V-Dare, Virginia Dare, V-Dare writer let me look it up yeah v dare for those who don't know is originally let's see this is from the southern poverty law center originally established in 1999 by peter brimlow vidare has provided a crucial bridge between more mainstream anti-immigrant movement, including major players in the Republican Party and the white nationalist fringe. Though the site has declared its mission as informing the fight to keep America American, and that what does that mean? It means white. Its roster of white nationalist contributors... Throughout its two-plus decades online, it belies Brimlow's attempts to paint the site as solely a haven for a civic nationalist critiques of the American system of immigration. In recent years, Vidaire's audience has grown to include not just um, more mainstream anti-immigrant groups, but also other prominent figures on the right, ranging from Fox News hosts to the Trump administration, Drawing on Brimlow's previous statue in the in the uh, it's not statue stature in the conservative movement, along with the experience of the site's other contributors in media, politics, and academia, Vidare enjoys an appearance of authority that other white nationalist organizations can only envy. Throughout the years, its contributors have included academic proponents of scientific racism, wayward conservative commentators, and big-name pundits such as Ann Coulter, Michelle Malkin, and Pat Buchanan. During the Trump era, however, Vidaire managed to walk a tight line. 
It has provided favorable coverage of the white nationalist movement, employed some of the movement's most prominent propagandists, and participated in an array of white events, white nationalist events, while simultaneously cozying up to like-minded extremists in the White House and elsewhere in the Trump administration. Indeed, in 2019, Videre's umbrella organization, the Videre Foundation, was awarded $1.5 million by the conservative dark money group Donors Trust, a fund populated by Republican mega-donor families, including the, Co- the Cokes, the Mercers, and the DeVosses. I mean, you see, they are, um, you know, this is a racist party. They're, it's, it doesn't matter if you're, it's your mama, your granny, your nice little neighbor, old lady or whatever the hell. They're all in league with Nazis and the KKK and the most horrible people in the country, the most racist. And you don't have to be particularly, you really don't have to be white to be uh, racist. I mean, look at, uh, for example, Uncle Tim Scott, who is nothing but a human shield for Republican bigotries, as, as is George Santos. He's a human shield for Republican a- anti-gay because he's just as anti-gay as the rest of them, while it, he talks about being gay, when it's when it suits him, you know, it makes him a standout somehow. But he hates gays. He's another one. He's like Uncle Clarence and uh, uh, Uncle Tim Scott and uh, Byron Donald. You had to see right when the uh well you might have seen when they ousted mccarthy i was when i went on twitter and all the 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 filthy dumbass fascists were all talking about who they wanted and they're posting who they wanted to replace mccarthy and they're like byron donalds there was a lot of byron donalds byron donalds yeah yeah let's get the guy the freshman who has no who who's so awesome that the Republicans didn't give him one committee chair, right? They want to make him speaker, though. They were nominating him for speaker because he's a human shield. They they were nominating him only solely because he's black. You know that's the difference between the the normal people and the Republican Party because Hakeem Jeffries. He's he's got a he's got a resume. He knows what he's doing. He's not an empty suit. He, with a, he's not just like he's not just a human shield. Uh, like Katanji Brown Jackson, she has she has a, an, an, an impeccable resume. She's incredible. She is. Probably one of, the, I mean, the best Supreme Court justices to ever sit in the bench. But that's how, that's what they have to be. Anyone who a Democrat nominates or a Democrat who happens to have darker pigment and they are running for office, they're not, they're not just uh, doing the bidding of the white nationalists. The white nationalists will, will accept them into their cult, but they'll never 
give the the they'll never um, you know support multiracial liberal democracy. At which these right wingers, the, the who happen to have darker pigment, they take advantage of all of the of, of the work that liberals d- fight for, like Cl- Uncle Clarence. Same thing. Got every every door that was open for Uncle Clarence, liberals fought for, except that somehow it, it hurt his feelings. You know, Republicans are always like, fuck your feelings. Oh, I hurt your feelings. But here we are living in the manias of these people because they got their feelings. Uncle Clarence's feelings. What about the what about the whole goddamn society? Don't worry about it. Just pull up the ladder behind you, Uncle Clarence. Anyway, and the rest of them, Tim Scott, America is not a a racist nation. Let me see. Let me write this down. He's what? What else did he say recently? It's kind of. I know he said uh, it's escaping me. He said something that was really so outrageous on the uh, at the Republican debate. Tim Scott. Racist. Let's just put that in there. See what comes back. Some criticize him for. Oh yeah, de- denying the the existence of systemic racism. In recent appearance on the View, Scott defended himself against the criticism from co-host Joy Bear, Behar. Uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Who accused him of not understanding systemic racism? Scott called her comments disgusting. Oh please! Oh, what did he? Oh, he said that. That's what he said. That uh, we survived slavery. The black family survived slavery. Not every family. We survived. Yeah, keep sowing that bullshit. We survived. Not everybody. No, the the family, the black family, didn't survive, and they weren't considered a family. They were considered property, and they were routinely and commonly pulled apart without apology and sold off. Could you imagine? Yeah, we survived. But the worst thing that ever happened was the Great Society? Yeah, it took the black father out of the home. How did that? How did it do that? Oh, you know, because he's a racist, you see. He's uh, he's doing the bidding of the white nationalists. They love him for that. And he's what he's saying is inherently racist you see i'll get back to the video in a second but what he's saying is an old racist trope because he's saying the great society took the black father out of the home and meaning what what i guess that's what he is meaning uh, or what he's getting at because i at first i was confused by that why what is he talking about how did it take how did it take uh, how did the Great Society take black fathers out of the home? And I suppose he means because of the welfare state somehow, you know, because of welfare, the so- social safety net, it, um, because we have a social safety net, 
and it took black fathers out of the home because they just decided to hang out in the social safety net hammock. It was they were getting such a good deal, and they didn't have to worry about their families. It just like said, "Eh, f it, I'm gonna go and do nothing here," and uh, you know, you're on your own. So, but th- that's in itself is a is a racist ass trope that goes back to slavery where the one of the justifications for slavery was that the black person in general was inherently lazy and they needed to be taught the dignity of work so if if they didn't have the structure of being an enslaved person they would just do nothing they'd hang out they you know because they're lazy they wouldn't do anything they'd never get off their ass and do anything and make anything of themselves. So you're do you're putting them to good use, at least because left to their own devices, you, they you can't trust them. They have to be um, controlled tightly, and that's what I guess is what he's saying. How that's how the black father got out of the home, and it's the old racist trope which Republicans repeat all the time how we all have welfare and when republicans say welfare they're talking about black people okay we know that that's a dog whistle like when reagan talk about the the buck the young buck on food stamps what what what, what do you think he's getting at right what young buck? He's see yeah, how they do this. They trigger words because they're 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 a party of racists, and they'll never ever challenge their racist base to you know look at themselves and get over their, their bullshit. Of course not. So that's uh, another example of how much they hate the country because the the we need to have a um a racist reckoning in this country we need to have the co- the conversation and that's why they hate black lives matter i mean we 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 go into it all the time then they had to denigrate back black lives matter because it wasn't just black people in black lives matter it was all pigments so yeah so there you go let's get back to the video I'm sorry, I'm going... This is a lot of tangents happening tonight. If, you, if you're not into the tangents, just go over to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and get yourself a patronage. Right. To oust him, you needed... All right, let's go. I had the power to call the vote on her, but oh, I never yeah, would. Sure. I lost some Bullshit. votes because of it. Bullshit. First of all, he's, he's saying... So this is Kevin McCarthy saying that he's... Um, the reason he's not speaker anymore is because of Nancy Pelosi. Because she, he was such a, you know, gee, Nancy, what do I do? I just can't get the vote. And supposedly, because we're supposed to believe Kevin McCarthy, who is a filthy liar, and that one of the reasons why he's ousted um, is because both sides of the aisle did not trust him. That, that's what we heard, right? The, the Republicans couldn't trust him. The Democrats couldn't trust him. 
He talks out of both sides of his mouth all the time. We've seen it. Well, he's talking about how Trump is to blame for January 6th for the insurrection. Then he flies down to Mara Moron and kisses his ass. How he made a deal with Joe Biden and the Democrats to keep for the debt ceiling, right? To keep the government open. And he reneged on that deal. He he's a he's not to be trusted. And the Republicans said the same thing. How can we trust him? You can't. He is a liar. And one of the things that got on my nerves about him too, we talked about it, and I won't get into another tangent, is how he would lament the divided country and uh in one breath and in the next breath talk about the democrat party right the democrat party which i always find amazing how they get away with it and corporate media this is why corporate media sucks he'll be like oh it's such a divided country and i i wish i could go to my democrat party friends and have a conversation about this or immigration or something which is another thing that Republicans don't want to fix, just like they don't want to govern. They like that we don't have, we don't come together and, and figure out what to do uh, about the immigration issue at the border. They don't want, they don't want to have a, a resolution, especially a bipartisan one, because they want to throw stones. They need the the border to be porous and people coming here. That's what they keep saying all over their social media sites. Oh, the border is wide open. And it's not wide open, but the way they, when they say that, what they're doing is they are announcing it to those who want to come here, who want to present themselves at the border and seek asylum. And people are like, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is out of control. There's, There has to be some agreement. You know, there should be bipartisan agreement. That's why we send people to Congress to come up with solutions to our problems. And there could be if Republicans were sincere partners in this government, but they're not. They want the, the border open. If anybody wants the border open, it's them. It's not the Democrats. They're just like, the border is open, the border is open. They want to go to the border and they want to put on, you know, like Ted Cruz. Like like uh, the fascist Death Santis. They want to go and take pictures, you know, have their picture taken with the binoculars and look like they're fucking doing something. They don't want to do anything about it because they they need to have it as an issue. They wide open, wide open, right? Right. <laughs> Haiku on the chat. They said wide open. Children, we leave tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. With it, but they're telegraphing, and that's what they're saying. It's like, wow, the border's wide open. Let's go. It's time to go. This is a good opportunity. They're saying it's so it's wide open. There's nothing anybody's doing about it. So we got to go. Let's go. And that's why they keep doing it. 
They don't want to fix anything. They're not there to fix anything. They're there to line their own pockets, to get their lifetime pensions, to get their cushy lobbying gigs, to get their asses kissed. To that they feel very like big men and women walking around. What do you think about that? Uh, Congress, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker. Wherever they move, wherever they come out of the, the door, there's the press. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker. They feel important. They like that. And then they get to pass out checks and uh, go to the wine cave and whatnot, you know. Um, and she said, just give it to him. Bullshit. I'll always back you Prove up. Prove it. I made the same offer to Boehner and same thing. First of all, they we there was no one person can vacate the chair. Okay? That's not how it happened. That's not what was done. So what he's saying uh, in itself is a fallacy. Cause, but you see, I it's like uh, the rest of them. Don't they have any dignity? Don't they have any dignity? You know, when will they grow the fuck up and take responsibility for their own clown show? It's because they are fundamentally immature. They can't take responsibility. You have to have some maturity. You have to have some self-awareness to take responsibility. It's called adulting. They just can't do it. That's why they're in the Republican Party. If you, I mean, I'm sure you did. You saw their antics. They are embarrassing. That's why the other thing is, and this is the Republicans in a nutshell, how their answers to everything is just don't talk about it, right? Like their answer to animal abuse in factory farms is to make it illegal to videotape animal abuse in factory farms. If you don't know, you, what you don't know can't hurt you. Well, it certainly hurts the, the animals who we treat with, with not a, a modicum of decency. But they don't give a shit. So... Same thing with the uh, cameras, the C-SPAN cameras. That's why we could all, we only have the cameras on the podium and whoever's speaking at the podium. There's no ca roaming cameras anymore. You, you can't see them because they don't want to have them, uh, you know, the Republicans look like a bunch of clowns when they were going through the vote where they're coming to blows, they're like, and per perjury t Trader Green is like, Trump's on the phone! Come on! Yeah. Fucking, ugh. And they realize, oh shit, we look like the clowns that we are. Well, you don't have to, you don't need to look like, I mean, you don't, it's not, like, just because the camera's on you doesn't mean you gotta look like a, like a clown. But that's who they are. Act like a fucking adult. Act like an adult. But they realized when the camera was on them, then the, there were different reports about what a bunch of clowns. What a bunch of clowns. Look at these clowns. Look at this one coming to blows. Look at this idiot over here. Look at fucking George Santos. 
are you kidding me with this clown show? And they still look like clowns, regardless of where the camera's pointed. I'm sure you saw their Patrick McHenry. Oh, let's play that now that it's we're talking. Chair about declares it. the house in recess, subject to the call of the chair. Boom, baby, boom, 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 boom. But it, it reminded me of a two-year-old. You ever see? I'm sure you have a two-year-old with a, with a hammer. Reminded me of my nephews. They used to have the Fisher Price little construction kit or something where they'd be like boom, 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 boom with the hammer. Fuck the chair. Two-year-old. Chair declares the house in recess, subject to the call of the chair. Boom! I'm mad. Boom! He could, they can't control themselves. Oh, and then even when we have a camera like at this, this, um, you know, this angle, we still see them act like asses, like perjury trader Green coming at Lauren Bobert. I was the one who put the impeachments. I was the one, you, you little bitch. Fucking bunch of clowns. What is wrong? I wanted to ask all you Republicans, what's wrong with you? Will you go just get the goddamn help you need and stop? Stop. Let the adults adult. Let the ones who are capable and want a functioning democracy to, to do the work of governing you can't do it. You just can't do it. That's why you have to blame everybody. That's another example. They got to blame everybody but themselves. Everybody but themselves. It's like, what part did you play? Oh, we'll get to McHenry, too, because he's another. He's a, they're all a bunch of winners, all of them. It's like a, a contest of horribles. Well, let's get back to the, the Fox News fascists complaining. To oust him. I think the things they have done in the past hurt the institution. Oh. And so, while he said Democrats. that yesterday, uh, that pretty Nancy, interesting, right? Nancy Pelosi had his back. Nancy Pelosi was out of the house yesterday because she was in California for uh, the funeral of uh, the senator who just died out there. Whoever, and so, her name with, is. and she's regarded she easily as made a phone speaker call. emeritus. Uh, so the Democrats, she under the leadership of Hakeem Jeffries, uh, wrestled. The speaker emeritus, because she has she had the same margin as uh, the weaker speaker Kevin McCarthy, and she never put a vote on the floor that she knew wouldn't pass. She's not a clown. She knew what she was doing. She puts you all to shame, as does anyone, anyone really with a with a thimble full of uh, of uh, fitness of skill yeah they put them all the shit they couldn't I mean it's a shit show 
That's because they got a bunch of kooks running free. It's like the bats out of the belfry in there. And, of course, they're going to blame Democrats. They never take responsibility. The party of personal responsibility only sticks to that motto when they're trying to deny Americans uh, health care or a living wage, retirement security, education. Then we hear about the party of personal responsibility. Well, I'm all about personal responsibility, except you're not. Oh, we'll get to that, too. There's a lot to talk about. With whether or not to support and save the speakership of Kevin McCarthy. Ultimately, they decided not to. uh, And I read somewhere that apparently in the morning, as you can see right there, Every one of the Democrats voted against uh, McCarthy. Uh, that's for, that's so what you get for trusting the Democrats. I know. Yeah, they, all, they tell you one thing and then they pull back and do something else. Instead of winning over your caucus, instead of getting the 12 appropriations bill, instead of getting term limits, which you promised, you trusted the Democrats to save your tail. Trust you trusted the Democrats to save you with the CR bill. I mean, it's no wonder why he's not speaker. Well, it was just incredible. You trusted the Democrats. First of all, like I said, who who's to tell? that w- That's a true story. I'd like to hear Nancy Pelosi's side of the story anyway. Oh, I just did what Nancy... Well, it was... It, Nancy told me to do it. Oh, does that work? Nancy did it. She told me to do it, Mommy. I was with Nancy... And she told me that she would, she, she, that I should do it. No, no one would get in trouble. Well, if Nancy tells you to jump off the bridge, would you do it? Well, you're both punished. Nancy, well, you're going to be punished because Nancy didn't do it. And you're, now you're going to your room and I'm taking away your PlayStation and you won't be able to play. Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or something that reminds you of whatever, Mario Kart that you play that reminds you of Trump's penis. I'm taking that game away. (sighs) And Nancy Pelosi didn't have one person can vacate the chair. And the other thing is about these filthy fascist Republicans is... They, they're, they're like, how is it that eight people, you know, because all these assholes who voted to get rid of them, these, these kooks, they, and I mean, I hate Kevin McCarthy with the heat of a thousand blazing suns, but um, they all suck. And then, of course, on, on um, Morning Joe, too, that I was watching, they were, the, um, Joe was saying how, oh, the Dems, that why couldn't they save the institution? It's always the Democrats' fault, right? Why couldn't they save the institution? And they're going to get a worse speaker. They're not going to get, uh, it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. Of course it's going to get worse. And they're like, we, we look forward to speaker Kevin, Mc- not Kevin McCarthy, um, Jim Jordan. Of course, put Jim Jordan in the speakership. Please, it will ensure us uh, the fact it will ensure a, a a blue wave. 
put him there. The, and oh, they're talking about putting Trump. Trump says he will be the speaker, uh, just for a little bit, a little bit, if they ask him. And maybe I'll take it. Yeah, put that, put that fucking ninety-one times indicted, two times impeached, convicted rapist, fraud, serial fraudster, lifelong fraudster. Put him in there, please, because. It will only ensure a blue wave. And we will crush, you know, we'll finally crush this, whatever this thing is, this, this monster that keeps rising up from the sewers of America and infesting our, uh, our institutions, our halls of power, this sewer rats, Coming up from the nooks and crannies of America, where they where they be, they they belong in the darkness, they belong in the nooks and crannies, the the I mean, the the cracks, the crevices, where the roaches hang out, where all the 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 slime is. That's what they they're crawling out from under the 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 rock of the KKK the Nazis, you know, using the same language as Nazis, using the same tactics of the world's most disgusting dictators. And I told you from the beginning, uh, now they're like, oh, Trump is a, he's a fascist, he's a Nazi. You know, he's talking about blood, how immigrants are poisoning the blood of America, and that's just like Hitler and all. And well, wh- what the hell was coming down a fucking ex? Excuse my language. What the hell was coming down an escalator, calling Mexicans rapists? That should have been it for him. You know, you come down. It doesn't matter the escalator, whatever. You start your campaign by vilifying a, and targeting a minority group. And you get a bunch of dummies that are like, yeah, he's just like me. I like that guy. I like him. I like that con man with the fake university and the vitamin scan, the history of sexual assault. I like him, the, the fake successful businessman. Yeah, I like him. I like him. He's just like me. He's just as dumb as I am. Uh, I keep voting Republican because I hate the same things they hate. I hate gays. I hate black people. I hate Mexicans. I hate any. I hate everybody. Doesn't matter that my mother, my grandmother, was an immigrant, right? Half of these people, you know, uh, my my family only goes back one generation off the boat. My uh, my father, and then me. I guess that's two. I don't know. My grandmother came from Ireland. So, oh, but they did it legally. Really? My grandmother uh, came here and had my father. That's what happened. And he was the anchor baby. But, you know, he's white. And I'm sure that's how they did it, too. 
lots of these Republicans. It doesn't matter. Whatever. But what was I saying about? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. That's it. It's the, so they're saying, it's another example. Well, I'm saying it, but of the tyranny of the minority where they're like, how can these eight assholes um, vote against uh, have a have a have more say and get rid of the speaker when two hundred or whatever the rest of us wanna want him here, and I'm like, there you go, there you go. That's what I keep saying. How is it that the person who receives the most votes doesn't get to hold the office like Hillary Clinton? How is that? How does that work? How is it that somebody who receives fewer votes gets to shove freaking three Supreme Court justices onto the bench for lifetime appointments? How the fuck does that happen? Somebody who receives fewer fewer votes. How is it that the, the people who represent... Less, I mean, AOC's district, there's more people in this district than there are in uh, half of Wyoming. And what, we, they get more? They get more of a say? Well, what about the senators? You know, California, the millions of people who are represented by two senators and Wyoming gets two senators? Fuck that. Uh, what about the, it's just the tyranny of the minority. Uh, how many Republicans get to squat in the White House despite receiving fewer votes? It's always the Republicans. It is, that's the tyranny of the minority, and this is the problem. So you don't give this fr- filthy minority uh, they don't get a say. I mean, this is the, the, I mean, they, excuse me, I didn't finish my sentence. They don't get to, to rule the country. They, of course, they get a say. But the fact is, why should they be in charge? You don't put the fucking people who lose in charge. And we would be in a totally different country at this point if the ones who actually received the most votes served the, the, the positions the American people voted them into, like Al Gore. That, I mean, the whole country would be a different country. We wouldn't have uh, an a, a Amy Coney Barrett, a I Like Beer, Justice I Like Beer. We wouldn't have these people. Gorsuch and all these horrible, filthy, disgusting, self-serving ghouls in lifetime appointments. These greed-centered ghouls. These greeds, well, they're just ghosts, ghosts, I should say. The greed-centered ghosts of the Gilded Age. So, how, how? So, there you go. Why, why are we under this tyranny of the minority? Enough. Enough of this shit. Let the people who win put them in office. I mean, it's just outrageous, frankly. It's freaking outrageous.
Good night, Dave. Everybody's saying good night. Good night, Dave. Sleep tight. See you tomorrow, Dave. I'll be taking attendance. So, anyway. Where was I? We won't, you know, it's going to, tonight's going to be a short show. I got a lot of shit to do with Boo Boo after the show. But we have a lot to talk about. So what was I? I? I put a lot on the list. Where do I, what's this, what's, where should we go next? And what should we save for tomorrow? Oh, well, let's do this. Well, there's a few things. Oh, Matt Getz, they're, they're coming for him. That's pretty good. The Party of Personal Responsibility. Yes, 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 yes. Let me see. Let me see. There's so many things. It never stops. They're horrible. What do I do first? Oh, let's just do this one. This just happened. Right, and it's a, another example of how Republicans, uh, you know, it's like Lauren Boebert. Banned from the bowling alley, Boebert. And now banned from the theater, Boebert. How, you know, Oh, they're also live legends in their own minds. They all suck on the government teeth without the manners, the maturity, the decency to say thank you. Simply say thank you and move on. Like, like Uncle Clarence, thank you for opening these doors for me. Thank you for allowing me to have a seat at the table. I, and now I'm going to uh, overturn that table so nobody else can sit down. But anyway, and Republicans are the same. They just are so, it's just so, so unbelievable. It's, it's tedious in it, their predictability. And I really would, I think I would faint if the if any member of the party of personal responsibility ever took responsibility. But anyway, here's um, just right before we started the show, the White House tweeted, I, I, I appreciate this about the White House. They're, they've been outing Republicans who are um, in opposition to many things like Biden's um, student loan forgiveness, for example, because they they say, well, uh, people are taking advantage because they hate America. You see, they think that Americans are inherently lazy. Either they're like, we're the best. We did this. We we built that. We went to the most. So everything that they talk about, you know, it it's all because of progressives. You understand? You know, like when uh, we we fought in World War II, the greatest generation, they go on about. Well, guess what? The greatest generation voted for FDR's New Deal four times in four landslide elections. And he 
uh, and they would do it again. You know, that's the greatest generation that voted for the, the second Bill of Rights. Right? The greatest generation voted for socialist security. They voted for the high top marginal tax rates of 90%. They voted for FDR. You know, the socialist, FDR, they call him a socialist. They voted for unemployment insurance. They voted for retirement security. They voted for everything that the Republicans stood against and still continue to stand against. Because anytime government works for the American people, for average Americans, Republicans can't hack it. They then they they start talking about responsibility, party of personal responsibility. Well, anyway, and they all take loans. They all take cuts, like Trump, you know, cheating on his taxes. The biggest loser. He's sucking on the American teat of government. He's sucking on our teat, the government teat. And he's like, oh, that makes me smart. You, you're, you're a parasite, right? Oh, everybody, pull yourself up by your bootstraps for thee, not for me. Well, this just came out when we, right before we started the show, the White House roasted car salesman and representative Mike Kelly Republican of Pennsylvania for grousing about President Joe Biden's efforts to provide student debt relief even after the lawmaker had $1 million in government loans forgiven. On Thursday, Kelly took to Twitter slash X, fuck you, Elon Musk, uh, to object to Biden's cancellation of $9 billion in student loan debt for 125,000 borrowers. So this is what, what Democrats do, you know, while Republicans are banging the gavel like a two-year-old and doing things like, this is what they, what the first thing that the assholes did was they told Speaker Pelosi to vacate her office for for the weaker speaker, you know, because uh, that's working for the American people. You see? They hate the American people. They hate America. They want us at each other's throats because they hate America. They hate the people of California who voted for Nancy Pelosi and sent her to the House of Representatives to represent them. They hate those people, you know, the fellow Americans. And they call themselves patriots, right? Well, the opposite of patriotic is, uh, that's what they are. I mean, you hate, you can't say you are patriotic and you, while hating everyone in the country, just about. What do you, what's patriotic? I, I, I never, I just don't get it. Stars and eagles, that's it. What does that mean? It's the same thing. It's all oh, it's all performative. Oh, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them. I'm going to make Nancy Pelosi leave her office as if that's that does anything. And she said, I'll, I'll work. I don't give a shit. I'll work anywhere. But that's who they are. 
And for their next trick, what what what, what are they going to do? Call somebody a fat pig? Oh, uh, yell at other, yell at each other. Challenge each other to a, to a fight. That's what they were doing. Shit like that. Where is that? Here, here's uh, one of these assholes. Come at me and call me a rhino. You can kiss my ass. Look, I've spent a lifetime fighting for limited government conservatism. I have laid it all on the line. I've not seen my family for two days in the last 30 days. You go around talking your big game and you thumping your chest on Twitter. Yeah, come to my office and come have a debate, mother. You know why? Because I'm standing up for this country every single day. <laughs> That's Chip Roy. Motherfucker. He, he said fucker, too. So they bleeped it out. Come at me, mother erfer. I'm standing up every single day. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come at me, mother erfer. You see, who, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Could you imagine a Democrat doing that? They, you can't. Imagine a Democrat... Going on, uh, posting that he lit, he had to post that because they don't, they cannot control themselves. That like babies, like children, like high school children, not even high school, junior high. There, it's it's pathetic. Like Lauren Boebert and and uh, perjury tra- trailer trash. In the bathroom, yelling at each other, screaming matches. When did screaming matches come to the House and the Senate? Screaming matches at the Capitol. With the filthy fascist Republicans, with the clown show. Screaming matches, screaming at each other. That's what they do. Um, How does this help their district, their communities. And oh, 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 and they'll take credit, oh yeah, you better believe it, for everything they vote against. The infrastructure bill, oh, we built like like perjur- like uh, Lauren Boebert. That's what she did. She's like, we're building a community center right here in Colorado in my district that you voted against. They've, they're just so unbearable. I can't take it, but I'm, I'm glad that the, the White House and whoever's running their social media is on it and points it out. On thir- oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry about that. I almost slacked myself in the face. On Thursday, Kelly took to Twitter to object to Biden's cancellation of $9 billion, and like I said, in student loan debt. So... He writes on Twitter, no student loan is forgiven. The debt is just transferred to the backs of the American people because they have to get each other. You know, they want they need each they need the American people to hate each other. It's just not fair. I had to pay my student loans. So everyone has to do everything that I had to do. They all have to have a shitty life. Like the, they, I have to make everyone as miserable as I am. And as you see here, I, I responded to this asshole. Well, I, well, let's first let's get to what the White House said. 
the White House called them out um, and pointed out the fact that congressional Republican math is complaining about student debt relief while having $987,237 of your own PPP loans forgiven. A million dollars. A million the American people, they're not getting a million dollars forgiven, but Mike Kelly is. Representative, so-called Representative Mike Kelly is. And what do we get when Mike Kelly, a sole asshole, has his just one lone asshole, one loud lone asshole, has uh, almost a million dollars Forgiven. We paid that bitch a million dollars. We did. My taxpayers, your tax, your tax dollars. Not Trump because he doesn't pay his taxes. We paid. We gave him a million dollars. And what did we get for it? What do we get for it? Well, the the article says, believe it or not, it was the second time the White House dragged Kelly over his position on student debt forgiveness in August of 2022, he fired off a similar tweet asking plumbers, and this is what it is, this is the tweet, asking plumbers and carpenters to pay off the loans of Wall Street advisors and lawyers is just unfair. It's also bad policy. And that's what they have to do because they have to pit people against each other. Oh, we're and I mean I I'm equally outraged when, for example, Pete Buttigieg said the same thing, basically saying oh, I don't want to pay for Trump's kids to go to school. That's another fucking story. He's another one. But the White House had a terser response at that time. Congressman Mike Kelly had 987,237 in PPP loans forgiven. Biden has taken several executive actions on student debt after the Supreme Court, the illegitimate Supreme Court, stuffed with illegitimate handmaids who uh, are part of a cult, uh, a kept pets of billionaires and assorted dishonorable assholes who have no business being on the court lest uh, except for their complete and utter disdain for America and unethical behavior and, and participating in the unethical uh, unethical overthrowing of uh, the institution so they have no business being on the court. They are illegitimate. And therefore, that's how they should be known. The illegitimate Supreme Court. Okay. Listen, I hope you're listening, Democrats. Uh, so the illegitimate... So, yes, Biden has taken several executive actions on student debt after the illegitimate Supreme Court struck down his plan that would have forgiven 20000 in debt for el eligible borrowers but so like i said on this twitter machine where is it where is it so he says no student loan is forgiven 
the debt is just transferred onto the backs of American taxpayers. Like, your debt was transferred on our backs. His debt. But what did we get for it? Nothing. We got nothing. I'll answer that quickly. What did we get? What did the American people get when Mike Kelly's representative, Mike Kelly, this maggot, what did they get? What did we get for it? Oh, he got to walk away, hipping, hopping, and popping, and skipping, and into the House of Representatives so he can vote against other Americans at every turn that might have similar uh, relief. But no, you know, because everything that Democrats try to do to offer relief to make uh, this country the working people, to, to promote the general welfare. The Republicans lose their minds because they, they, they like the way, they like the upward immobility. They didn't work hard for, with this trickle-down bullshit. They didn't inflict that Reagan, that fraud on, on this country who turned this country from the most to the least upwardly mobile. They did they 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 worked hard to do that. They're not gonna go back on that overnight. Well I wrote in response a twenty twenty study found for every dollar we spend sending fellow Americans to college returns a profit of thirteen point five percent to thirty five point nine percent. And that's just one study. There's numerous studies that have been done. And I continue. It's, it's called investing in the future. So every dollar we spend sending our fellow Americans to, to college, it return, we get a return on investment. That they put more tax money into our commons so we can have things that other countries have as a right of citizenship. Like maybe one day we can get universal health care. We can get, you know, like, like what happened in the great prosperity. That's what it was all about. You know, the, where the mil, the middle class was created out of, I mean, the middle class didn't just happen because billionaires felt like trickling it on us one day. It happened by government policy, tax policy, when we sent an entire generation to, to college for, with the GI Bill when they came back from war. And you know that, of course, the Republicans, they were against the GI Bill. They saw cheap labor coming home. You understand? They didn't see uh, students. They didn't see that. They wanted the cheap labor. They want the American people suffering and struggling, living paycheck to paycheck, barely scraping by. They want that because it makes Americans easier to control. You don't stand up. You don't say, hell no, we won't go to your war. Which is what happened in, after, in, the, in the years following 
the investment in the American people where the middle class was created, the, the right wingers, the billionaire class, the, the, the owner, the donor class, which drives me up a wall. Another thing that the corporate media never, it just says it unironically as if a, a, a democracy should have a donor class. The donor class is a sign of decay a sign of the the incipient creeping fascism donor class you see what i mean they don't they don't even say it with with uh disdain like what is this fucking donor class doing in a democracy there should be no donor class but anyway so but that's the what the uh conservatives they saw that and they said, shit, we got to put these workers in their place. We got to destroy their unions. We have to stop allowing the the American people to go to college for free. That just makes them uppity. That just makes them organized. They just, they got, they get some self-esteem and they get together and they're like, let's form, you know, we want a seat at the table. Gays, we want a seat at the table. Women, we want a seat at the table. Darker pigment people, we want a seat at the table, you know? And they need you nice and malleable and desperate so you don't pester your betters while they're hanging out and trickling on you. So what I said, you know, what return on investment did we the people get for forgiving your $987,237 PPP loan? Nothing. We got a maggot who lacks this the decency to say thanks and and then go shut the fuck up. That's it. They don't have the decency. And I wonder, you know what it is? It's not that they are, it's uh, it's that they can't help it. It's not that they're doing it deliberately in a way. It's, um, it's their inherent, it's their essence. And he thinks he deserves to have $987,237 handed to him by the American people. He doesn't even consider it. Um, a forgiveness. He's like, I earned it. I did it myself. Like my my little niece. I do it myself. So, and that because they they have this ideology that is anathema to reality. It doesn't matter reality, reality. They don't. Reality never interferes in their minds. It's like it's like all it's like every every Republican I've ever known, and we've talked about a few of them who are epic and oh, just from head to toe hypocrites. Like the guy I told you about, who's HIV pot. He's I knew him from the rooms. I still know him on Facebook or whatever, but he's. HIV positive from IV drug use. Not that whatever, just is what it is. But he's on disability. 
and he's the biggest asshole, the biggest maggot, biggest right winger going on about liberal this, liberals. It's like, honey, you would be dead. You know, we pay for his medication, the roof over his head. He's just one person. I know this person. There's other people I know. They're right wingers. They don't, you know, on, they're on disability. They're on various forms of public assistance. It's fine. That's what it's there for. But at least say thanks. Stop, you know, look at yourself. Well, it's, it's because they're white. You understand? They think it's, they earned it. Everybody else, you know, if it's, if you have darker pigment and you need a little help, you're taking advantage. But they earned it. So there you go. All right, listen up, guys, guys, guys. We're going to wrap it up right here. Yes, right, Haiku on the chat says, go Galt. Be our guest. Please go Galt. I'm waiting for them to go Galt. I wish they would all just go Galt. If they can't rapture the hell out of here, just go Galt. Go into the woods like the Unabomber. Build your own community. Build a, build a bunch of cabins. Do your own roads. Get your own water. Do, your own, do it all yourself. All this government holding you down. You ever see on YouTube, sometimes it'll come up in my feed, the sovereign citizens being arrested or whatever. They're always getting arrested because they get pulled over and they're like, I don't need to show you, you know, according to civic law, one, two, five, five, seven, three, five. Uh, I, you know, but like, they're just so tedious. And I feel bad for the cops because they're like, oh my God, I got a sovereign citizen here. All they ask is license and registration. But there they are driving our roads. And they just don't want to, they don't want to participate in the the responsibilities, you see? They want all the benefits of civilization, but they don't want any of the responsibilities that we have to each other. So they're like, I'm a sovereign citizen. Yeah, it, it's, the ba- it's the most babyish thing. Go be a sovereign citizen. You know, that's why I think, you know, these people don't even have the integrity of the Unabomber who at least went into the woods and and lived off the land, right? So go and do it. Live off the land. Show us. Go Galt. Just go Galt. But for heaven's sakes, just go. Just go. All right. Listen, listen, listen. Hi, Trucker John. I'm sorry, Trucker John. We're wrapping it up. But we will be back tomorrow at 8.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Exactly. Haiku in the chat says, Exactly, Tara. Don't let the lack of running water and sewage systems stop you. Go. Just go. I know. It's so... We'll see what happens. We have so much to talk about, so I hope you can come back tomorrow night for our Friday night get-together 
here at the Tower Buster, every, you know, wherever the hell, YouTube, Facebook, Rockfin, wherever the hell else we are. And also, APS Radio News, where this show is featured alongside other independent media voices. Thank you, Charlie, for making me part of the APS Radio News community. Thank you for supporting Tarabuster and also supporting Little Booty Boo, Boudica. Where is she? Where's my Little Booty Boo? Boudica. Booty. I don't know where the hell she is. All right, listen, listen, listen. Thank you for hanging out, guys. It's been fun. I feel a little stress relief after bottling it up for a few days and but we'll be back here tomorrow 8 30 ish p.m eastern standard time if you can invite a friend tell your friends tell your friends to become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin thank you jim for your super chat thank you covert white rabbit for your super chat right under the wire i really appreciate it it means the world very glad to see you all and uh, to see you know our community growing and keeping going and growing. Thank you so much, guys. We will win. We will win. It's going to be rough for a while. It's going to be annoying. But we will win. We're on the right side of history. Yes. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Thank you so much for hanging out, guys. Thank you. And I will see you tomorrow night.